Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm joined by published author Jane Hilsden. How are you doing, Jane? I'm very well, thanks, Stace. How are you? I'm good. How is the How to Do Marketing train going? Because for a while it was, you know, puffing along and keeping you very busy. Yes, yes. Well, I must say I have dropped my focus on that a little bit as I have been... um, Focus, focusing on on actually building my business itself, which and look, the, the how to do marketing is a part of my kind of marketing funnel. Yeah. Um, so this that that will play a, a role in that. But in terms of actually getting on the on the beat around yeah. <laughs> uh, around getting the the book out, I I haven't done a lot of that lately. But thank you for reminding me. I do need to get that one back. Back on the agenda. Do you know, actually, in all honesty, I'm sitting here planning my next book. Oh. Yes. Oh. Can you not before <laughs> I get a chance to do mine, please? Or is, are you just saying that just to give me a rev? Like just no, to- no, 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 no. I think once you start, you, um, you know, I, I certainly... I don't know. I mean, I, I always wanted to write a book and I guess I take that as my first learning. Like the whole time that I was writing that book, I was thinking, oh, next time I'll know this. Oh, next time I'll actually understand, you know, oh, next time I'll do this differently. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I took it as such a, a learning experience. Um, and I know I've still got a, a way to go on this one to leverage this, but even when you peak, um, I don't know if anybody else listens to Story Brand by Donald Miller. Love love oh it's good um but he always talks about like his his kind of main role in the business is is essentially just write books yep and and then there's a few like other other people that he he interviews who they're they're all kind of all on the same it's like they've all done the same program they've all done the same course they're all on this mission to just keep publishing books and I don't know whether I would feel, um, I don't know whether I'd, I'd do that that prolifically, but it's obviously like in the States, it's obviously like a really key um, thought leadership kind of or positioning um, piece cool. to, to, to yeah. kind of publish lots and lots and lots of books. So, Well, I still get a buzz walking into Dimmicks in Sydney and seeing your face. I, I still get a buzz that it's still there. Yeah, <laughs> very much there. I know. It's very, it is very exciting to, to think that. And, and yeah, like the, the sales kind of just trickle in from those and, and the online sales. But really, unless I'm out there pushing it, it's, it kind of doesn't push itself, which, which is common sense. But, um, you know, it's all a matter of priority really, isn't it? <laughs> um, so don't tease us now about the uh, the next book because I'm sure there'll be plenty of episodes on that. Plus I need to get myself together to make sure I'm on mine before you write a second one. What's your favourite thing for this week? <laughs> oh, um, my favourite thing. I am going to say, look, I know I always rave about this, but I feel like... Um, this month it has been extra pertinent. Um, I'm going to say yin yoga again. I just I cannot speak more highly of how that gets me through difficult times. <laughs> and um, this this month, because I have been on on Febfast, I have probably been so much more mindful and so much more present that. Um, you know, kind of, I've really got so much out of each yoga session that I have done. It honestly, it's a lifesaver. Not only the mental stuff, but the physical stuff. Because 
um, I've been running a little bit more and I never stretch. And um, <laughs> so, so this is my opportunity to actually stretch out my muscles as well. What about you? Nice. Um, well, this is episode 88 and as it airs, it'll be released on Friday the 1st of May and tomorrow will be the day that I see Billy Joel. Oh, yes. You've already had that as your favourite thing. You have to I say know. something else. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I have anything else. Um, <laughs> Because I'm just, well, you know, everything is pointing towards this big trip. And I guess my favourite thing from this week is that I've finished packing. Um, nice. And for the, for the children, I haven't done anything for, for me and I'm certainly not doing Heaths. Um, but making sure you have enough socks and undies and nappies and all of the things for all of the children. And we're going to LA, which is going to be about 24 degrees. And then we're going to New York, which is going to be about 18 degrees. And then we're going okay. to Hawaii. So it's like three completely different sets of yes. things, outfits, um, and towels and all the stuff. And, and I've kind of, I nailed it. So I, yeah. So I was quite stoked with that. That's my favorite thing of the week. It'll be irrelevant to, by the time um, it's out. Not to put a Debbie Downer on your um, favorite thing of the week, but I know this is something that's really um I'm really conscious of I'm, I'm going in June, but at, at the time that we're recording this, like the news is just full of warnings about coronavirus being a pandemic. And if it becomes a worldwide pandemic, you know, travel will stop, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now I am doing everything in my power to ignore a lot of these news stories because my, I guess the way I look at things is until it is a pandemic, don't start running the news stories about it being a pandemic because all you do is incite anxiety and fear and worry that probably doesn't need to be there because if, if it doesn't get to pandemic levels, you know, everyone's abs absolutely fine. What are you doing? Like, are you worried about that with your trip? Is there, is there, is there things that you're following to kind of keep you updated or is there guidances around how to deal with that? No, I, you know, we always have to, we've got small kids. So when we travel, we've got to be super diligent regardless. And also I don't want to spend any time dealing with sick children while I'm away. So we no. have to be super, you know, with the hand sanitizer and the hand wipes and the washing your hands consistently and just all, we're just going to do all of that stuff. We're not going to wear the, Mask. the masks because they well, gen generally they're only designed to be worn for a short period of time and, and they they're meant to be worn by people who are infected not by people who are trying to stop being infected and they'll end up i reckon being grotty and feral and by the time had them on for a while plus henry's too he's not, he's yeah. not, he's not having a bar of that no. um plus you know they're saying that it's you know it's not a deadly virus, less than 2.3% of people, infected people are dying from it. Yeah. And I'm not worrying. Well, no. Elderly people, infants, they're the ones that are susceptible to it. We're just going to go and do our very best to stay healthy and do the things that we need to do and we'd be doing anyway when we're travelling. And I'm, and I, I, for one, this is where I get really, really frustrated with the media because I just think, exactly right like the facts are is that that it's the kind of fringes it's the the more vulnerable members of society or it's the people who've already got like a flu Lower and they systems. get the coronavirus yeah. on on top yeah 
But I feel like everywhere I look, it's this, you know, pandemic, 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 pandemic. And I'm like, do you know what? It's not a pandemic yet. Like, and then they keep going, it's a pandemic. There's been 15 cases diagnosed in Australia. That's not even deaths. That's just like 15 people have got, I'm like, that's not a pandemic, you know, and like, yeah, now it's spreading to Italy. And I get it. Like, I get the fact that they have to take that spread and that virality seriously. But it is starting to niggle away and it's annoying me because it's starting to niggle oh, away from, from me. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've paid for so much stuff for my, you know, for my overseas um, trip in June. Like what happens there? Because you don't have travel insurance. Well, I don't have travel insurance till I actually go. Yeah. Um, but it's starting to work. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. starting to actually. So I think I might just have to completely just not watch the news for that. Yeah. And I thought, by the way, Australia had come up with a vaccination. They haven't said anything. Like, you know, when it first came out and then they were like the, the universities are all and the um, Australian scientists are all, you, you know, working on a vaccination and then they came up with one and everyone was like, yeah, it's going to take seven weeks to develop. And then we haven't heard of anything since. <laughs> I haven't heard boo. Haven't heard boo. I was just wondering, is anyone else feeling affected or stressed by this? But good nah, to hear that you're I got not. tickets to Billy Joel. Spread the coronavirus. <laughs> we are going. Yeah, it's not Mickey a Mouse yeah, is good. My name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, that's oh, good. I've got so wrapped up in our favourite things, Jade. I've forgotten what we were talking about we today. We are going to talk today. So, um, <laughs> I was on Facebook and saw the Simon Cynic, and I think it was Roz Trotter because she she'd shared it. Actually, shout out to you, Roz, for sharing this into my feed. Because um, it was a pertinent message at the time, and the video was happiness versus fulfillment. And I think, like, I was kind of on the go somewhere, so I was only actually able to watch like a, a minute or so of of the video. But essentially, what Simon Sinek was positioning um, was, and just may I say, I'm very excited. Stace and I and a whole group of other people are actually going to go and see Simon Sinek live. Yes. And if we get a chance before Stace flies overseas, um, we'll definitely do a, a um, post. synopsis, yeah. Uh, yeah, post post episode to, to give you all the, the uh, share all the insight and findings. But um the video, this particular video was um, happiness versus fulfillment. And from the minute or so that I watched, essentially what he was saying is happiness is fleeting and fulfillment is more, more permanent. And he gave the example in this video of happiness is when you win the lotto and you're, you know, you're ecstatic for probably an hour, <laughs> you know, genuinely ecstatic for an hour. Um, and you're pretty happy for the next 24 hours. But then when the reality comes and that's your new reality, that's not enough to actually give you fulfilment. It's like everyone says that money can't buy you happiness. Well, it's probably more like money can't buy you fulfilment. And I thought this would be quite a good topic to um, mull over. What do you think? When you first, because you text me, how about this for a topic, happiness versus fulfilment, so I started to think about it. I said, you've got to give me some time because happiness has always been this elusive thing that they, mm. that people talk about and that kind of sits up there that you should be aiming for and you want to be happy and you want your kids to be happy and I'm not unhappy. Yeah. I think I am quite happy. 
but there's no like there's no measurable scale yes what's happiness of, of, yeah of what is happiness um whereas when i think about the world for fi- the word fulfillment am i fulfilled 100% yeah 100% i feel i like i have a very immediate yes absolutely reaction to that word whereas happiness i have this yeah i think so feeling to it and i yes. don't know what that is mm. why because ultimately as i said you want to be happy you want your kids to be happy you like that should be what we're aiming for it seems like that is mecca why don't i feel automatically that i'm happy because i definitely feel fulfilled well and i think that's his point which is good so i think you've you've kind of reached um reach that which is great i think what he's talking about and i think it's probably the fact that yes everybody talks about happiness when really they should when really i think they're talking about full fulfillment um and i think his point and i guess the point that i kind of um resonated with was these fleeting moments of joy so these fleeting moments like say for example when you win an award or when you win a new client or when you know um you have a windfall of of cash or when you you know one of your kids you know succeeds at something yeah um there is a genuine happiness and and particularly if you've worked hard or they've worked hard or whatever um you know, there, there is obviously, um, or, you, you know, someone might have given you an awesome present or someone might have surprised you with a, um, you know, a weekend away or something like that. There's, yeah. there's moments of happiness that are not wrong. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like these, these, these moments of happiness are what we, you know, need in life, but they're not the moments that ultimately fulfil us as a human being. This month I've reflected upon, I did, and we had, we, we interviewed Brooke Maggs last year, yep. several episodes ago, and she was talking about um, the desire map and how, and, and I remember, and this, her description of this has kind of sat with me ever since she, she said it, but she, she talked about women in particular feeling numb. She said, yep. because we are so um overworked essentially and strung out um and stretched that we're often left with a feeling of of numbness because we're just on autopilot and and physically we're quite exhausted and emotionally um it is an exhaustion as well i believe um i believe those little moments of happiness can kind of almost contribute to to that exhaustion as much as those dips of um, sadness or disappointment if that fulfillment isn't there do you know yes. what I mean because as and I think it's like you described you yes you have moments of happiness but you don't sit here and go I'm happy you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am so happy and I don't think we do no and it's and, and I don't I, think we should and I don't think we should because life's not like that. Like no. Every now and again, something will make you sad and that's okay because yeah. that's, that's an emotion. And when you've got lots of happy, sad, happy, sad, you know, um, happening in your life, um, you know, that, that will be quite a, a, a roller coaster, I guess. Um, but the but roller think- coaster is so much rougher if you don't have the, 
the consistency of the fulfillment. Yeah, and life. I think the fulfillment is just so much, it's a different word that conjures up a different definition for me. And as you mentioned before, you know, everyone's talking about the mecca of happiness. You know, are you happy? Success equals happiness. As long as we're happy, you know, we've made it in life. If, as long as you're happy. And so then when you sit there going like you, well, I'm not happy. Like I'm not like, I don't have that burst of energy that you get when you're happy and that, you know, that immense positive kind of feeling and, and excitement when, when you're happy. I don't have that all the time. So does that mean I'm not successful? Does that mean there's something wrong with me? Yeah. Does that mean, you know, that I'm depressed? Does that mean that, do you know what I mean? Like, am I, am I, am I looking for that level of, of happiness? I think the difference between the words was what really struck me with, with Simon Sinek because I was like, yeah, that's right. You're not ultimately, uh, you know, looking for that, that happiness. It, it is, or content contentedness you know all that fulfillment is far more um a far more realistic um you know achievement i guess or a far more realistic kind of aim to to be it's going to be a really rough road for you if your success is linked that closely to your happiness if you can't see yourself as being successful unless you are happy all happy. the time but because, and that's what everything said you know of yeah. what does success mean Oh, it's not money. It's happiness. Yeah. Well, what's happiness? <laughs> yeah. And that's something different for everybody, as is fulfilment. What does fulfilment mean to you? I think for me, it's that feeling. It's that. Um, it's almost like that groundedness. That um, and knowing that everything's going to be okay. It's an assuredness. It's um, a confidence. And I think that's probably it. It's like an unwavering confidence that you know that you can blip upwards into the happiness or you can blip downwards into the disappointment and you'll always have the safety of fulfilment to, to kind of wrap around you and, and keep you even keeled. What Almost does it mean like to fulfilment you? is like a safety net. It's it's like that, and it's and for me, it's like a groundedness, a solidity. Like it's like a, um, it's like a knowing or a um, yeah, just feeling kind of wrapped up and and secure, yeah, secure yeah. and and safe, but but um, certain, yeah. I guess that that that's kind of certainty as well. But yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess you would have a smile on your face, um, but it's not like I don't picture myself doing happy dances or big, you know, yeah, <laughs> big smiles or or looking excitement. I, if anything, it's all you, like if I had to picture it in my mind, it would be almost just like a like a really gentle smile, but a, a confidence and an, an assuredness. Yeah. What For about me, you? Fulfillment is really closely linked to purpose. So yep. I feel fulfilled if I have purpose and if I'm actively moving towards that purpose. Mm. And that's that doesn't just mean in work. It means, um, you know, with the kids and how they're developing and how our relationships are developing and how my relationship with Heath is developing and my friends and that purpose that this is why I get out of bed in the morning. and 
for me, that has to be ticking over. It can't be, I don't cope when it's kind of at a standstill. I yes. like, I like momentum and I like me too. You know, moving forward and it doesn't matter how fast, but that, but the moving is important. Um, yeah. The progression. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and where I feel unfulfilled is when, you know, Heath and I, my love language is quality time. And if we don't get a lot of quality time yes. together, then I don't feel fulfilled because there's no kind of movement in that relationship. It just becomes stagnant. stagnant. And, yes. and that's, and, and that is also when I become unhappy. Yes. <laughs> so yes. that kind of links into that. But fulfillment for me, yeah, is very much linked to, to purpose and, and my why and the difference that I can make in the world. Yeah. but And see, so then I think, well, then there's kind of different levels of fulfillment too, isn't there? Because you've got fulfillment with your family, fulfillment with your the work that you do and the people that you serve, fulfillment with your, you know, partner, husband, um, and as you identified, even if one of those fulfillments are looking um, a little bit, um, you know, dicey yeah. um, or, or a little bit unsettled, it can affect your overall levels of fulfillment. So you might be super fulfilled with what you're doing at work, but that might come at the sacrifice of not having that quality time with Heath. So the lack of fulfillment kind of starts creeping in then or it might be a lack of time that you've actually got with the kids as a result of kind of being really you know fulfilled at work because you're on a mission and you're on a roll with yeah. with work so it's that that fulfillment probably as you said probably has certain pillars that it's attached to and if one of those are out of alignment it can upset the whole balance and and that's probably where the whole work life balance <laughs> comes in because it's like, well, it's very hard to keep an even keel of fulfilment across family relationship and work. Yeah. Like that's, that's the kind of mecca that people really struggle to, to achieve because you say you're fulfilled. I don't know whether I am fulfilled. I, as, as I said, I like I feel fulfilled in some areas, but they're not in others. And then as one area starts to become more fulfilled, the other one drops. So I almost feel like I'm never kind of completely fulfilled. But sometimes when I'm overthinking and overanalyzing, I also want to have that progression and that momentum and continuous improvement and development. And sometimes I just feel like I'm never there in any of the segments, like I'm, I'm just never there. And sometimes at the age of 43 or 44 can't remember um <laughs> i wonder will i ever be there yeah and are you okay with the notion that you might not i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know no i think there is a part of me no that i think needs to be more more fulfilled personally not right. not so much um and i when i look to try and work out what that is i land on things that i go yeah it's because of this or it's because of that or it's because of this but i don't think it is do you know mm. what i mean like i think they're easy when easy i get this to, i'll yes. feel better when i do that or achieve this or tick that off the list or Yes, that's yeah. it. Or where, you know, it's, it's where I live that makes the difference or where, 
um, which I think does. I think that does make it a does for you. I hate the phone call that I get from you every eighteen months or so that says. I'm moving to the city. I've got to get out of the country. <laughs> I've got to change everything. We're all going to move. We're packing everything up. No, you're, no, you're not, Jane. <laughs> Just calm down. In the early yeah. days, I'd be like, oh, no, don't go. Oh, oh. And now I'm just like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, I, I, and I, I reflect on this all the time because I travel to Sydney all the time and I must say throughout my life I've always navigated back to to Sydney you know we I, I was born in Sydney moved to Bathurst couldn't wait to get back to Sydney um moved to London came back to Sydney you know now in Port Macquarie have been for, for 12 years and every time I go to Sydney I feel like I'm home like that's that's my that's my jam that's my vibe I I just I love um, the my curiosity is is satiated in Sydney because I just I have so much to be curious about, and and as a curious person, I need to I need to be in an environment where I'm constantly curious, um, and I just love the buzz. I love the energy, and I feel like I I wonder. But then I go, but is it that like, or is it that you're just not fulfilled and you? think that that's what it is yep that's yep. where I get to I'm like well it might be that or it might not be that so and you certainly don't want to uplift your whole family um and it not no, be that because you're no. still unfulfilled yeah you know what I mean exactly and you see that happening you know time and time again People yeah do that all the time so the um definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect a different result what are you going to yes. change to for fulfillment yeah to feel more fulfilled because you just said you're 43 slash 44 somewhere yeah, in there one of them. Yeah. and you haven't got to the stage where you feel like you are fulfilled mm. but unless you do anything different from this point onwards you're going to say i'm 40 you know i'm 53 or 54 and i still feel fulfilled. exactly the same way so, and I feel like I am trying to solve it. So there's lots of things. I'm, yeah, again, that drive for continuous improvement. I'm never, never happy just accepting the status quo or to accepting, um, um, you know, what, what I'm doing is, is it. So, so I'm constantly trying new things and doing new things and, and, you know, trying to tap into new ways that will actually help me unearth. What I would love, and I can tell you, I'm actually going to start some hypnosis in May. I thought you were going to say hip hop. Oh, well, that that probably would work, actually. Oh, doing something exploded. A bit fun. I thought you were going to start some hip hop. Yeah, no, I can hypnosis. do that too. Okay, nice. Because I feel like a lack of fulfillment might actually be coming from my past. So if I look at, you know, some of my habits that I would like to change, like um, turning to food or to like a glass of wine to comfort myself, Mm -hmm. um, that comes from somewhere. And that's not to say that it's necessarily a food-related or an alcohol-related thing, but there's 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 something in me that needs comforting and I haven't been able to understand how to do that you know or how or where that's from so I feel like I need some help got to do the work yeah but I I can't do it by myself because I've I've been trying to do it for years and I but I don't know who to turn to I've gone to psychologists 
you know, I've gone to, I've gone to everyone, you know, I go to naturopaths, I go, I go everywhere yeah. and they, they, they definitely help, but I haven't got to the root cause and I don't know how to get to the root cause. Um, so I'm going to start with hypnosis. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. It will be, I'm but I can't to, start keen, it until May. All right. Well, I'm keen to hear how it goes yes. though, because yeah. that's, that's a whole other journey. I read this great um, thing the other day and Heath and I talk a lot about generational trauma and not um, letting things from past generations be passed on to future generations. And there was this great thing on on Facebook that said um, you may not be responsible for your trauma but you are responsible for dealing with it. Yes. I was like, that is so powerful. And this, oh, not that I'm gosh, saying this yeah. is all yours is all linked to trauma, but you're doing the right thing in t- being proactive in finding what that is for you in terms of yeah. your fulfillment so that then you can be able to share, you can share that information with your kids. Yes. So they're not constantly searching for their own because they always saw you searching for yours. They were yes. able to see you work through that process and... That's I love, right. I love and that. I, I, I agree in terms of that concept of passing down generation. I mean, how powerful is that? Like you just, you just, the, the fact that, that trauma from uh, like ancestors from 200 years ago could be running through our DNA is just so fascinating. And yeah, that's right. Like I haven't had any major trauma to be, um, to you know that that I can identify that's that's been part of that. I certainly did have trauma in my in my childhood that I need to that it wasn't addressed at the time, and it definitely wasn't. And I'm putting it down to well, as a seven year old, you can't deal with that properly, and I've never dealt with it, so I need to actually understand how to how to deal with it. Um, but you know, my grandma wasn't ripped apart by a saber tooth tiger. So it wasn't like that level of, of trauma, but yeah. there's stuff that happens as a kid that if you don't yeah. deal with it, 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 it does become embedded within your, your psyche. So yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, but I do feel frustrated when you go, okay, I, I know that I have to do this, but I don't know who to turn to. You know, yeah. I don't actually know. Um, who's going to to help me out with this? So, anyway, hopefully that will will help with my with my levels of of fulfilment. I need to give a shout out to the person who helps me with my levels of fulfilment because it's only that you're saying that that you had to go to someone that I'm thinking about this person. It's Alison Garrison. Um, she has absolutely been a shining light in for me for the last two or three years. She's an Ayurvedic practitioner, and she has been able to give me more awareness around my fulfillment, around my fulfillment. Right. So What's I'm able to... What what? Oh, don't put me on the spot. I, <laughs> I don't even know I what word Google, you just I said. I have to Google. Um, I'm not even going to guess. Uh, Ayurvedic. No, you said Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic. I think Ayurvedic. it's... Oh, hang on. <laughs> I've All never I know heard that of it. That it works for me. Here, let me get the Google definition. Um, Ayurveda is considered by many scholars as the oldest healing science. It means the science of life. There you go. But what does that mean? Like, what does she actually do? And so it's, it's, for me, it's about several things. It's about a morning routine. It's about consistency. It's about a, um, a mindset shift. 
So right. I see her for several different things. I have Shira Dara's with her. I have massage with her and I have like counseling sessions with her wow. and she is just being completely life changing. So wow. there are any other women, she's got an online, you don't have to see her in clinic. I see her in clinic, but she has like an online program that, that women can do. And she's all about empowering women and the ripple effect. So she feels that from her work, wow. if, if she can, you know, get me more balanced and get me yeah. in, a, in a good position, then I can better go and serve my staff. I can better serve all the students that I oh teach and the gosh. parents that I teach. I need and to go and see her. That her ripple effect will go beyond that. But, yeah. I hope she's taking on new clients because she's probably going to have about 20 phone calls after, the, <laughs> after this has aired. Um, one thing I will mention is... Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a Buddhist monk who came to Port Macquarie and he, he had actually ran a full weekend um, course on um, and his topic that he was running his full weekend course on was, um, oh, God, I, I, don't, I can't remember the title, but it was something about coming to, coming to terms with dying and death. Wow. Um, but his, I know wow. it was a whole weekend. I was like, wow. Jeez. But I guess if you were, like, dying, that would be quite a good one to go to. Um, anyway, so on the Friday night, he just did a talk about depression. Yeah. And I went, oh, anxiety and depression and the role that it plays. And um, I think it was kind of meant to be what you can do about it. Anyway, so I went along and I was thinking it was going to be like a 45-minute keynote and then <laughs> move on. It was Friday night. Anyway, I was there for two hours Um and he spoke really eloquently and he had a wicked sense of humour. But essentially what he was, and he led straight off with this, but he was like essentially I think the Buddhist mentality or the Buddhist um, thoughts around depression is that it stems from selfishness. And he led straight off with the fire of the toxicity of selfishness that sits within people that fundamentally is the root of depression. Wow. Wow, I was like, talk about turning whoa. off your audience. <laughs> whoa, like, yeah, whoa. that's massive. But you know what? Like, there was so much in it that I thought, okay, yeah, I get that, but I don't think we can look at it in such a one dimensional view. And I'm sure it's not one dimensional, you know, I'm sure because he, I was there for two hours, he was still going. Like, I'm sure that, you know, there is a lot of philosophy that sits around this. Yeah, I'm not dismissing it at all. I think what he has, what he says, probably has some really good points. But then I was like, but hang on, isn't like depress depression like a chemical imbalance? Like what? Like it can't just be rooted from a selfishness. Like I get it. I get. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than I that. I get that it's very self-centered too because you're just so, and, and essentially what he was saying was you're so focused on what's wrong with you that you're forgetting that everybody has levels of depression. It's not just some people that have depression. Through our lives, exactly what we were talking about before, we have blips of depression. And, it's, and you're not a depressed person just because you have blips of depression. Um, you know, everybody... Part of the goes, roller coaster. Everybody goes through hard times. Everybody goes through points where they are going to be really sad about something. Um, but you just have to realise that it's not just you. Like there are other people and there's things that, you know, you can do. Essentially, that was my takeaway from it. Um, but I, again, that gave me a really interesting perspective to think about it. I don't think I've had that satiated. Like I don't think I've had closure around that because I was like, whoa, that's a, I don't think that's just the only reason for depression, but is it? I don't know. Like I think you would probably have to really look at that more cohesively to come up with an answer. But 
yeah, that was another interesting piece that led into that, led into that thought around happiness, fulfilment, depression, you know, where it all sits. So we encourage our listeners to have a think about where they sit in terms of happiness and fulfilment. And, you know, if you're at a point like Jane where you need to make change, then, you know, at least being curious about what that will be in your life and exploring lots of different options. If you're on your own happiness versus fulfilment journey, we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page. Yeah, and in our Facebook group, actually, just just search for Miss Bossy Boots podcast um, and search for groups. We do have a Facebook page as well, which you can come and like and, and join in there as well. But we're having conversations in the group and we want more of those conversations because we love hearing from you and we love amplifying the topics that we talk about here for to the to basically extend it from just Stace and I. Yeah. I get bored of Stacey after a while, so, you know, have to get some new perspectives. <laughs> I'm going to move to Sydney. I'm bored of Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I unfulfilled. I'm unfulfilled. I hear about it all the time. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Jane. And, if, of course, uh, if you haven't left us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, please do. If you're listening to us now on your phone, screenshot this um, this your screen with Miss Bossy Boots and post it on your Insta story and tag us too. We're Hope you have married. a wonderful week. Yes. I'm going to enjoy Billy Joel tomorrow. Woohoo! But it will be tomorrow. We're going to be living vicariously through you. Get on the Not So Together Mum um, Instagram because I am going to be all the Billy Joel. All the bit alive from Billy yeah. Joel. It'll probably be like one o'clock in the morning here. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Bye. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 